0: If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at TheOrganicView.com. Today's show is sponsored by Austria's Finest Naturally, authentic pumpkin seeds and pumpkin seed oil from the Styermark available at OrganicUniverse.com. Listeners of The Organic View can receive $1 off their purchase by using the coupon code ORGVIEW. That's O-R-G-V-I-E-W. On today's show, we're going to be talking about how to create a living memorial using roses. For some, it may be as simple as one rose bush. For others, it may be more elaborate by incorporating different hardscape, different types of roses, as well as colors and fragrances, and also who you're planting this memorial for. So joining me today is award-winning rosarian Susan Fox from Gaga's Garden. So I'd like to welcome to the show Susan Fox. Good afternoon, Susan, and welcome to the show. Good afternoon,
1: June. I'm so glad to be with you. Thank you for having me,
0: Susan. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. You are one of my favorite guests to have on, especially this time of the year when a lot of people are thinking about what's going on outside and um, you know what they want to do the next growing season, what type of plants to buy, so on and so forth. And it's quite interesting that this past this past winter. So many people that I know have lost loved ones. And the subject came up about creating a living memorial. So I thought, well, you know, who's the best person to talk to? Susan Fox. So <laughs> this is a very interesting subject. It's It is sensitive, but it's something that I think a lot of people can relate to because it's one thing to have a memorial, but it's another where – you're actually creating a memory and keeping a memory alive.
1: Absolutely, June. It has been a very difficult winter. And flowers, names, and fragrance, don't you think they're very powerful memory triggers? And when we can plant something that lives on, It's a way that we can bring that person that meant so much to us that we can bring them back in our memory and we can think of those fond memories when we see the plant living on. Don't you think so?
0: I absolutely agree. I actually have planted different plants throughout my life to remember certain people. Usually I plant pumpkins in memory of my mother. Uh, She used to love Halloween, and I just remember carving pumpkins with her, making pumpkin pie, roasting pumpkin seeds, stuff like that. So pumpkins have always been very special in her memory. But with regards to roses, I actually planted miniature roses in the same area where I buried a beloved uh, cat that I had for many years, who died actually of old age, and... I just thought it was just such a nice way to remember my cat. But in another part of my yard, I planted a yellow rose. I I don't know the variety offhand, but I planted that in honor of a dear friend who used to come – From out of town, whenever she was in town, she would grab a bottle of wine and some cheese and some goodies, and she and her husband would sit in my garden and say, you know, this beats any event or activity that you can imagine, just to be able to sit in the gardens and just enjoy the tranquility and the beauty surrounding her. And so I planted that rose in honor of her memory. And I know a lot of people have done similar things. So I figured today we could talk about what people need to know ahead of time because it is really a very lovely way to remember somebody. And if you if you if you plan things out, I think it can be quite a nice memorial.
1: Absolutely, June. I want to tell you and your listeners a little a, a very special story. You know, My mother used to go to uh, the cemetery where my father was buried, and she placed flowers on his grave every every Memorial Day. And I thought that that was so special. And she she would place flowers on his grave, on Daddy's grave, and she would place flowers on my uncle's grave, who both were World War II soldiers. And wouldn't you just if you knew my mother, June, she was such a such an amazing woman who taught me all about roses and I thought it was so like my mother that she would leave this world and pass on on the Friday before Memorial Day and there is a rose. It is a magnificent rose and the name of the rose is Memorial Day. And I planted a memorial to my mother in the rose garden. And the rose is named Memorial Day. And the other rose that I planted for her is called heaven. So when I see Memorial Day, every spring when it's blooming, and I can barely tell you this without a tear coming to my eye, that when I see Memorial Day bloom, I think of my mother when it first blooms and I see the rose heaven I think of her in heaven right there next to Memorial Day and the other rose her very most favorite rose was fragrant cloud and it is known for having one of the most beautiful fragrances so there in the garden are her is her memorial and her favorite rose. So that's the way that I feel that our loved ones lived on, live on through the thoughts and the, the triggers of beautiful flowers that we can plant in their memory.
0: Now, Susan, when you're trying to figure out what you want to do, where do you begin? I mean, do you need to contact anybody or does it depend if you're going to do it at the cemetery or in – obviously, if you're going to do it in your own yard, it's not going to – you know, you can do what you want. But could you just begin by sharing with the listeners exactly what are some of the things that you need to consider as you're planning out what you're looking to do?
1: Some memorial gardens – I believe that you most definitely have to see if you can plant plants or if they will plant plants. The American Rose Society plant certain plants or they place placards they have uh, there's certain tributes that you can make for your loved ones so there's certain gardens that you do they just have methods of memorials so it's, you just need to research which gardens have certain ways that you that you do a certain tribute or certain ways and methods. Um, I just have particularly liked planting a name or a flower or that person's favorite flower that makes me remember that person and the way that that they loved the flower. Um, don't you feel that that's a special way to do it, June? What what way do you feel is it? What have you done? I love the story that you told me about planting that yellow rose where your friend loved to sit with you and, and share special memories because those are memory triggers that bring back that memory that you shared in the place that you shared it. So that's some of the ways. Uh, another thing, I do want to share this with you. I had A follower on Twitter contact me and say that they had a loved one by a certain name and they were looking for a rose of the same name. And I helped them locate this. It was a rare rose. And many people plant roses by the same name of their loved one. And I think that's pretty special because I've been looking for a Dorothy Rose and because my mother's name is Dorothy. So um, I think that's really special if you can find a name, a rose by the name of your loved one and you can plant it.
0: For novice growers, where Uh is there a master list of all of the different varieties or do you just contact a grower? How do you go about finding a rose? I mean, I'd like to do that at some point to honor the memory of my parents. Okay,
1: there's a, there's a master list at the um at americanrosesociety.org um, and i have i know that i've mentioned this but please forgive me if i sound like a broken record but um, for just a really nominal membership i rarely well i never i never look for a rose that i don't use that handbook for selecting roses and it has because it rates the rose and i have mentioned that So often, because roses are rated on their susceptibility to disease, on their fragrance, on their uh, form, and it's a system, uh, a scale from 5 to 10. And I won't buy a rose that rates below a 7.0 June, and you can count on that system. So I use the handbook for selecting roses, and it's free from the, uh, with your membership, but I think it's only a couple of dollars at ARS.org, and it's extensive. It has every rose, I think, that you can pretty much buy. So if you want an extensive list, you can go there to ARS.org and see just about every rose. And another place that, and they operate on, um, just by um, donations, and I'm a donating member. Is just uh, So it's a free site. It's helpmefind.com, and you can put any rose name in there, June, and uh, it's just a free site, helpmefind.com. Thank you, Susan.
0: Also, I would like to mention, for those of you that live in the United States, you can contact your local cooperative extension in the county. And there is – they have so much information on the local websites um, that specifically address the zone that you might live in, different roses that do better than others, so on and so forth. So for those of you that are located in the United States, check with your local extension because there's a a wealth of resources available. And it's all free. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I like to consider – is the hardscape? So, uh, depending upon if it, if it's a new addition to your garden, if you want to make a designated area, I mean, you can do whatever you want. If it's just one one plant, just one rose bush, that's fine. But some people really want to do it up. I have noticed popping up in New York that there are a lot of memorials that are located in different parts where you'll see even a memorial plaque. I over mm-hmm. the pa- over the summer I saw a beautiful plaque, and I take it that this family lost their daughter somehow, and they made this gorgeous memorial. They had miniature roses, but they had other flowers also. But it was really really nice, and it just simply had a quote, as well as her her name and her her year of birth and her year of passing, and it was it was simple, but it was just touching you know when you see something like that it just kind of makes you stop and you just think for a moment wow i wonder what happened to her and you know how that that family is grieving over the loss of their child or whoever this person was i i, I gather that it was a a young a young girl because of her age yes. but you know just just the thought of it it just it, you know you think about these things and it uh it's sad you know, but I, I just mm-hmm. thought that it was very beautiful that they took the time, and there was so much detail into that memorial, and the fact that they put it in an area where it would get a lot of visibility, but it was kind of off the beaten path, so to speak, in this particular park, where it it was just so tranquil. The... Hardscape that surrounded the little memorial happened to be a beautiful park bench that had angels on it, um, which I thought oh, I was really. That,
1: mm-hmm.
0: It was lovely, yeah. And yes,
1: I love
0: that. the The other thing that I thought was nice was that it was right next to an area of uh, it's just a stream that leads to a big lake, and I just thought, wow, you know, what a tranquil place. And I'm sure that whenever loved ones go there to just think of her, to grieve her, what have
1: you, I'm sure it's it's very peaceful. Uh, I I love the thought of hardscapes that do accompany something that lives on, don't you? Um, you know, my, you know, I, when someone has so much influence, I I know that I mentioned my mother, but people that have a tremendous influence on you. My mother used to say um, that she would say, oh, just scatter my ashes in the garden because, you know, you think that trees and flowers, you know, you should say, well, then your ashes just be living on and, you know, you have to think in a way that that is the way that. Plants do live on by taking in the nutrients. And life does have a way of of just uh, live. We want to see a plant that, that lives on, and that is a beautiful memorial, isn't it? Uh, I know that when you think about planting a plant for your loved one, you can also think about the colors. Red roses uh, are an expression that convey deep emotions, and white convey purity and chastity. Uh, when at Mother's Day, if you wear a corsage, uh, it means lots of times it means that your mother that you your mother has passed on. If you choose a yellow rose, it's an expression of exuberance. So think about when you are choosing a rose for your memorial, what you might want to say in your expression to your loved ones. Because a pink rose, for instance, if your memorial is thoughts of a child or a a baby, it might convey a gentle emotion, joy, or gratitude. And orange roses are passion and they signify energy, Where a lavender rose is conveys uh, enchantment or love at first sight, and there are the deep, deep purple roses can convey farewell. So, think about that. Colors and flowers do convey a meaning. So you can speak in your selection of color also.
0: Susan, I just want to expand upon that. I think the colors are very important, but I think one of the things to consider is duration of color. For example, Mm -hmm. some of the roses are going to bloom earlier and later Mm -hmm. than others. So I think it's important to consider if you want to take advantage of the full growing season that maybe even if you have your heart set on one particular rose, if you have the space, you should consider planting multiple rose bushes if you're going to go with a particular color or theme, but just so that you have continuous color throughout the entire growing season. So having said that, what are some of the roses that you can recommend that will bloom at different stages throughout the growing season that the listeners can consider incorporating into their
1: memorial? Right now, the hybridizers are developing roses that are easy to grow and disease-free. or They're very disease resistant, let's just say that. So, I would really suggest more of the shrub variety so look for some of the oh so easy shrub type roses or drift roses they offer a choice in color and they offer a continuous bloom cycle or I would look for floribundas and then let's also say unless you're looking at a plastic plant there is no such thing as a no care rose and you don't want a plastic plant because June. There's a beautiful shop in town, and I. This lady has been in business forever, and she was doing flower after flower during Christmas, and they were all plastic flowers for the for the grave sites. And um, just think of the money done across this nation. And I asked her. She said they're all Christmas presents for parents in. In all these towns across America, but just think if we were putting uh, perennial-type plants in the grave sites instead of plastic flowers that are going to be thrown away. And but there are no care, and people feel like they're doing something for their loved ones. And then the all of the memorials, all memorials across America are throwing those in the garbage. And
0: they have to. They ones. have to. Yeah. According to, yeah. and according to most of the rules that have been laid out by the cemetery the corporation that owns the cemetery they have to do that but it is important that if you're going to plant something at a gravesite that you do adhere to whatever the restrictions are by the cemetery right, because rules. they will they will rip them out so that's yeah. really important to get clearance before you do anything because they do have a staff that maintains the cemetery you know some some cemeteries mm-hmm. are better maintained than others. However, you have, you still have to find out, you know, what they may be. I remember visiting Mozart's grave in Vienna, and I was quite thrilled to see that there were impatience planted at his gravesite, and he had these two cherubs that just kind of looked down as if to say, okay, Mozart, w- what next? And um, I was always intrigued oh, by wonderful. his grave. Yeah. But if if you think about it, so many people have actually planted roses in memory of a loved one. And actually, a listener had just sent in an email about the movie The Help. The mm-hmm. gal that kept miscarrying, she every time that she miscarried, she planted a rose bush in memory of that child. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So that's it, it's interesting what people do to facilitate the grieving process. And I think, especially if you pay attention to color, to even scent. Some, yeah. some people might associate a certain scent of a rose with a particular memory, anniversary, or just some part of their relationship with that person. So mm-hmm. having said that, which are the most fragrant roses that would be suitable for a memorial?
1: I had mentioned to you Fragrant Cloud. It's still on the list of one of the most fragrant roses. And its fragrance is just enchanting. And, you know, there are some roses that they say don't have any fragrance. But I read this delightful little French book. It was just it taught me something that I just didn't know. And it said that even if you think that a rose doesn't have fragrance, it's just that certain roses release their fragrances at certain times. And isn't that the most delightful thought? That I just found that the most delightful thought ever, June. And I started going out at certain times of the day, and I learned that roses literally release fragrances at certain times of the day. So maybe early in the morning, a flower that you think doesn't have any fragrance, a rose that you might think has absolutely no fragrance, very, very early at dawn will have a fragrance, and then later in the afternoon it won't. So you have to learn. You have to really, really pay attention to your flowers, but there are just different fragrances: cinnamony flowers to 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 roses, like sentimental and um, lavender fragrances. Um, but still, one of the most fragrant is Fragrant Cloud. So, um, and there is a list from the American Rose Society of the Most Fragrant uh, Roses. And I was just sweeping through my book here to, so I could read them to you. Um, and they're just kind of, it's, it's leaving my mind right now. So,
0: That's okay. Uh, Susan, I've an, I have another question for you, and that is, uh-huh. what about predatory animals that feed off the roses? For example, what about rabbits and deer and other animals that might be in the same proximity that might decide that these roses might make for a nice little snack? What do you yes. do at that point? I mean, if, if, if that happens, or say, if just, heaven forbid, the rose bush dies. And, you know, I'm a master gardener, and not everything that I have grown has survived. It, it happens. I was actually quite relieved One uh, many years ago. I attended a lecture, and uh-huh. the professor that was conducting the, the lecture, he spoke very candidly, and he said, don't, don't think for a minute that everything that you see is as, as perfect at my home. He said, I kill plants all the time, and I just laughed because I thought to myself, okay, that's a big relief because it takes the pressure off knowing that people who really are dedicated and you know love horticulture whatever aspect they're working in uh things happen you know it it, it doesn't matter it, you know you can just make simple mistakes you know but if that were to happen it, well first actually let's take it in two parts what do you what do you recommend to avoid the critters and secondly what do you do when it happens
1: you, There are definitely critters that, that sneak into the garden. I had such a rabbit problem in Texas because I lived in – I called myself an urban uh, farmer, and I, I would turn in a light – Rabbit farmer. And- Oh, my goodness! I had so many rabbits. I can't even begin to tell you. I'd turn in the evening and rabbits would scatter. You could have called me Elmer Fudd only i didn't you know I wouldn't harm a rabbit. I have pictures where baby rabbits were born in my flower pot. you know they would oh, wow. they would come up while I was gardening. So let me tell you what I did get. I got an uh a all natural it was made with spices and and um it, I guess it was a strong herb that they didn't like to smell, and you can look up online this combination of just a strong, spicy herb, and it was all organic. And I just sprinkled it all around the uh, roses, and they don't like anything really strong smelling. Well,
0: aren't, aren't there any companion? Awesome. Aren't there any companion yes. plants that you can plant next
1: yes. to them? Yes, there like maybe are. some sort of and,
0: sage or oregano or something like that, I don't know.
1: Yes, there are all there are companion plants and that they don't like and marigolds are supposed to be plants. I planted marigolds at the end of my rose garden and I where the rabbits were sneaking in and I do think that it really helped. So try companion plantings because de- I didn't have a deer problem here and there are there's a deer path at the end of my hill here, but for some reason the deer don't come up here. But you know, I did have a, a mole and a gopher problem and a vole problem. After I moved to Illinois, I never heard of a vole until I moved to Illinois. Don't you think? It's almost like it's almost like Mutual
0: of Omaha's <laughs> Wildlife Kingdom in your backyard.
1: Yeah, I mean, did you ever hear of a vole, June? I never did until I moved to Moles? Illinois. Yeah, i Yeah, sure. Vole? Sure, no, ha- V-O-L-E. V-O-L-E. Oh, a vole. I never heard of a vole. Yeah. I never heard of it. I thought I the now. third grade teacher who educated me didn't know how to say mole. I thought, Bless her heart <laughs> They're they're like little mice they're mice with claws that dig through the ground under and they eat everything in your plant just, they eat the roots and the plants just topple over. But I've found you can find a you can find a natural solution for all these little critters because I don't like to kill anything. I like to trap them and, or find a natural scent that they don't like and chase them away. You know, especially moles. I think they're adorable. I just want them to go away, you know. I just well, don't want them to eat my plants.
0: I think the companion planting is an excellent idea. And, you know, to a certain degree, you can also put up some fencing. You have to really just take a look at what your options are. I completely agree. You do not want to harm wildlife You can always replant the plant, let's just face it. But, Susan, we are out of time. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your advice. You're such an amazing lady, and your pictures are lovely. Your website, gagasgarden.com, is fantastic, and I hope you come back really soon.
1: Thank you for having me, June. You're just wonderful. I love your show. Thank you. Thank you for tuning
0: in, folks. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon, everyone.